Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 73 Truly, God is good to the upright, to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled, my steps had nearly slipped. For I was envious of the arrogant, I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For they have no pain, their bodies are sound and sleek. They are not in trouble as others are, they are not plagued like other people. Therefore pride is their necklace, violence covers them like a garment. Their eyes swell out with fatness. Their hearts overflow with follies. They scoff and speak with malice. Loftily they threaten oppression. They set their mouths against heaven, and their tongues range over the earth. Therefore the people turn and praise them and find no fault in them. And they say, How can God know? Is there knowledge in the Most High? Such are the wicked. Always at ease, they increase in riches. All in vain I have kept my heart clean and washed my hands in innocence. For all day long I have been plagued and am punished every morning. If I had said, I will talk on in this way, I would have been untrue to the circle of your children. But when when I thought how to understand this, it seemed to me a wearisome task until I went into the sanctuary of God. Then I perceived their end. Truly you set them in slippery places. You make them full of, fall to ruin. How they are destroyed in a moment, swept away utterly by terrors. They're like a dream where one awakes. On awaking, you despise their phantoms. When my soul was embittered, when I was pricked in heart, I was stupid and ignorant. I was like a brute beast toward you. Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, and afterward you will receive me with honor. Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is nothing on earth that I desire other than you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Indeed, those who are far from you will perish. You put an end to those who are false to you. But for me it is good to be near God. I have made the Lord God my refuge to tell of all your works. Jonah chapter 3 The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time, saying, Get up, go to Nineveh, that great city, and proclaim to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah set out and went to Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly large city, a three days walk across. Jonah began to go into the city, going a day's walk, and he cried out, Forty days more, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God. They proclaimed a fast, and everyone, great and small, put on sackcloth. When the news reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne, removed his robe, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat in ashes. Then he had a proclamation made in Nineveh. By the decree of the king and his nobles, no human being or animal, no herd or flock shall taste anything. They shall not feed, nor shall they drink water. 
Human beings and animals shall be covered with sackcloth, and they shall cry mightily to God. All shall turn from their evil ways and from the violence that is in their hands. Who knows? God may relent and change his mind. He may turn from his fierce anger so that we do not perish. When God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil ways, God changed his mind about the calamity that he had said he would bring upon them, and he did not do it. Second Peter chapter 3, verses 8-13 through 13. But do not ignore this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like one day. The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some think of slowness, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a loud noise, and the elements will be dissolved with fire, and the earth and everything that is done on it will be disclosed. Since all these things are to be dissolved in this way, what sort of persons ought you to be in leading lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be set ablaze and dissolved, and the elements melt with fire? But, in accordance with his promise, we wait for new heavens and a new earth, where righteousness is at home. Good morning and welcome to the 15th Tuesday after Pentecost. This is Logan Isaac broadcasting from the Appalachian Abbey in Knoxville, Maryland. Uh, This morning's readings follow uh, from yesterday the Psalm, uh, 73rd Psalm, and uh, the third chapter of Jonah and a selection from 2 Peter. Uh, And this morning uh, there is a thread of repentance. Working backwards from Second Peter, uh, the letter is instructing the community um, to uh, always work toward righteousness and to, uh, it, it serves as a reminder that God wants everybody to repent and that time is relative. Um, but it's important because these things are going to be dissolved and new heaven and new earth are, are coming. Um, and it's so, and it's better to repent uh, than to believe that God is slow or to kind of take your time. Um, in the third chapter of Jonah, Jonah is one of the prophets, but uh, his book is more of a, a, a literary kind of device. Uh, Jonah doesn't write it; it's a story. And he goes to Nineveh. This is the man who doesn't want to be a prophet. And he runs away. He's swallowed up by a whale. And finally, he kind of gives in. And he goes through Nineveh, which is now uh, known as Mosul in Iraq. Um, Still a large city. And uh, he says, in 40 days, repent or die. And much to his chagrin, um, the people of Nineveh do. And the Nineveh was the capital of Assyria, and the story was written around the time of the Assyrian uh, exile of Israel. So they are um, torn from their land, and while they are um, in exile, someone writes a story about a prophet who doesn't want to be a prophet, who is taken to their oppressors, the capital city of their oppressors, and much to the prophet's chagrin and to the reader's chagrin at the time, 
uh, the Ninevites, which is code for the Assyrians, the Assyrians repent. And it isn't included in this passage, but Jonah doesn't like that. Um, He wants the Ninevites and the Assyrians, as the reader would, he wants them to be destroyed. He wants uh, to see his enemies um, be visited upon by God's wrath. Uh, But they don't do that because the king uh, and the people heed Jonah's prophecy and they repent. They turn from their ways and they sit in sackcloth and ashes um, and they they humble themselves before God and before one another um, in the hopes that God may relent and change God's mind, uh, which, in fact, he does. Which brings me to the psalm. And we read the whole psalm, and it's... Um, the author is speaking to God and to themselves, uh, And it's this running dialogue, which, as I was reading, um, just really resonated with me. And what's going on is, in the beginning, the author is is despondent. He's in despair because um, the those who are evil are they have it made. Um, they're they're they have so much wealth that they are able to get fat. Um, they don't they aren't troubled. They're not plagued by hunger or other things like other people are. Um, pride and violence uh, is what they are clothed in. And A prayer for the mission of the church from the Book of Common Prayer. Ever-living God, whose will it is that all should come to you through your Son, Jesus Christ, inspire our witness to him, that all may know the power of his forgiveness and the hope of his resurrection who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Thank you for falling in to First Formation, where PPUHQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with the recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, 
always family. Semper Familia.